We got some mistletoe Hung from the bow of the boat Stockings are filled with sunshine rays It's Christmas in Blue Chair Bay There's lights up in every pond My soul like the sea is calm Tonight we're going to the boat parade It's Christmas in Blue Chair Bay Everybody raise a glass with me right now To all of those up in the snow From all of us down south Tis the season for believing In faith and family Wish you were here with me All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show coming to you not quite live from New York, Hewlett, Long Island, New York if you want to get specific. And yes, this is a Christmas episode. That song you just heard is just one of my favorites. I'm a very much a traditions guy. I like to kind of, you know, each year after year, dust off some of the old Christmas memories, some of the traditions. One of the things I do at work is make one of those jib jabs. I don't know if you know what jib jab is. It's, um, you sort of, it started with like elf yourself. You kind of go online and you're able to take the faces of people you're friends with or people you work with or people who are in your family and you put their face onto a, I guess, already set up template of various little uh, holiday dances or it, it can be kind of funny. They have theme versions of them, disco versions, they have country versions, they have uh, superhero versions. It's kind of kind of cool. Anyway. We're here. We're talking about cruising. We're talking about some holiday stuff. We're, uh, we're just getting into it. I want to make a statement about this particular show, ladies and gentlemen. Always be both cruise podcast. And, you know, you guys have seen or experienced me with uh, doing some more frequent, more regular, dare I say, episodes. And I'm happy about that. And I will say this, like, you know, always be booked, admittedly right here to everybody, I'll say it, uh, is it not what it used to be. And it is not the dialed-in, uh, over-the-top community that really people used to comment on. You know, other even creators used to say to me, wow, you know, your listeners are dialed in. You know, other, even like places like you are comped would call me up and say, oh, not call me up, they'd email me or text me and they would say, Wow, we get a lot of inquiries from uh, from you. I'm like, well, yeah, well, give me a couple of dollars then, you know. But I'm saying, like, this is not, you know, the re- the restart. Let's call it the restart, sort of a microcosm of the cruise industry. Has just been just that. It's been a very pedestrian restart, and I do know that I kind of have come on here and kind of just given you guys a stream of consciousness. Now, I think I have a couple of different levels to the people who listen to the show, and I think I have people who. Uh, do listen to the show because they're just obsessed with cruising. And uh, anything that I do regarding cruising is appreciated appreciated by them. Uh, I also think I have the, I guess, the hardcore always-be-booked listener. And I'll hear it from certain people like Tommy. 
just turn the microphone on and talk. That's all. That's we just want to hear you. We want to hear your ridiculousness. That's we just want to hear your banter. We want to hear your stories. Yeah, the cruising is great, but so there's there's a couple of different versions. You know what I mean? So I think with what I have right now going on, I've recaptured a lot of the hardcore listeners. The 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 latter dare I say, of what I was just to talk, talking about, those two elements that I was talking about before. Um, but no, you know, if this, the mass market stuff, you know, the, the people who like to listen to the craziness and the banter and the weirdo stuff, you know, they're going to be around and they're going to, you guys are so appreciated. A lot of you are super cones and man, I can't, I can't appreciate it enough. But the, uh, the people who just, the, the mass market stuff, the, the, the vast majority of people, they want the real cruise stuff. They want they'll tolerate the hijinks. They'll tolerate they'll tolerate the tomfoolery, but they want the uh and then sometimes they might even be mildly amused by it. But they want the the good cruise stuff. They want it dialed in. They want the guests. They want the you know and and those people I will say have probably been disappointed by the restart. They've probably uh and I'm talking about the podcast restart. Uh they probably have sent sense that, you know, I am kind of just checking in with you guys. We're talking about cruising. We're talking about some other stuff. But I want to just put it out there that, you know, I am fully, fully planning on getting Always Be Booked back to what it was. And I'm talking about specifically the podcast in this sense. Making sure that, yeah, you can count on both. You can turn it on and we'll get right into some cruise news. We'll get right into some heavy topics. We'll deep dive and you'll get all of those things so if you're listening right now checking back in each week and being like is he gonna get serious again and yeah i'm not listen we have i have we've talked a lot of cruising but you know from an engagement standpoint back and forth whether it's instagram whether it's the facebook group whether it's whatever uh you know there is don't think i do not know that these podcasts are not at full strength at this point and there is Every intention in the world, not intention, it's going to happen where we're going to elevate and we are going to be a trusted voice. We are going to be a person that uh, a, a show that is going to give you exactly what you're looking for across the board with the stories, with the information, with the entertainment, with the overall connection. I just wanted to kind of get that off. Uh what are you guys doing for the holidays? Um, hoping you guys enjoy. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but we should talk a little bit about cruising now. Uh, what do you What do you guys think? You know, this is we've worked so hard, and uh, I get little chills. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I've never been on a Virgin Voyage cruise. I've been on Virgin Voyages once, and I've been on the Scarlet Lady once, and that was not anything that was my reintroduction to cruising after uh upwards of almost the oh, upwards of a year and a half not having stepped foot on a cruise ship you know we, we just ended up on this late night just docked ship of the scarlet lady and yes i would love to have kind of like used that as a content moment but it just wasn't that first of all the majority of the ship wasn't open to the public there were like two decks well you Let's call it maybe three decks if you want to count the Lido and the deck above the Lido or below the Lido, whatever it was. You know, and you couldn't go in through the ship and just explore as you see fit. Now, you were able to do that on the travel partner or what do they call us? 
Virgin, that's what they do. They they give a weird name. You're not a cruiser. You're not a passenger. You're a sailor, okay, uh, on a Virgin Virgin cruise ship. And they have, um, I forgot the name they have for travel agents. I forgot. Oh, uh, uh, anyway. What it, what it, it was right there. I had it. No, I don't have it. So I was on that cruise ship, and it was really, yeah, it was not lost on me. I did get a jolt from being on a cruise ship once again, but that was sort of like a party night. It was like a night out. They just shoot you right up to the top deck. They send you right to the bar. You start getting a drink. The music starts going, and you're like, okay. It's a cruise ship, but this is just a party. You know, they had some famous DJs on there, some famous acts and shows and people dancing. And the pool was covered. The pool was turned into a dance floor. So you, were, if you were on the dance floor, you were dancing on top of the pool. And it was a great night, and it was cool. And then once you did end the night out, yes, you could go down into the um, what they call uh, not a buffet, but it's basically a buffet. And you go down and get some stuff to eat. They just The servers will bring it to you. It's laid out just like a buffet, but the servers will bring it to you. And that's how they get around. That's how they get away with saying, we don't have a buffet. That's it, pretty much. Anyway, and then, you know, after that, uh, I started seeing commercials from them. Like, anytime I jump on YouTube, and I don't know if there's two main introduction so anytime i jump on a youtube video or look up some of the youtube content there's always cruise ship advertising that come on prior to the actual video that i'm looking for and it's one thing one one of them is royal caribbean and it's like some computerized voice sing, saying go ahead live your best life and then it gets into this funky kind of cool um, modern beat and it kind of does some quick little it's like a sizzle reel of like Royal Caribbean stuff, drone shots, this and that. Really cool, effective ad. I love it. I get a little tingle every time I hear it. Come on, live your best life. Boom, boom, and then it goes into like the whole thing. But then the other one is, and this hits home a little bit harder. Not home, but it just, it, just, it hits you. It hits you. Because the one thing that I would always say is like Virgin Voyages in particular. What the hell can they possibly be going through? Yes, I know Richard Branson's a billionaire. And I know that it's a big company with everybody's got a lot of money and I know they're well financed. But at the same time, this is a company that has nothing to do with cruising for most of or if virtually all of its existence had nothing to do with cruising. They wake up one morning and decide, let's put together a cruise line. They build a ship. They have another ship almost already built. They even do some test sailings. Uh, you know, they do some, uh, some, some, some passenger sailings. I don't think any of them were revenue generating yet, but you know, they allow. You know, they were inviting people on board. They were doing little cruises to nowhere, and uh, they're like right at the precipice of being actually able to, you know, jump into the cruise industry. And what happens? An industry-wide shutdown and a global pandemic. I mean, when you talk about the word kryptonite, it gets used as a cliche a lot. But if kryptonite was real, like this is a, a all is lost, worst case scenario for this cruise line. And what do you have now? What are you looking at? If you're Virgin Voyages, like let's just rewind to, you know, March or April or May of 2020. You're looking at 
the absolute fully embodiment of the unknown. You have no idea when you're coming back. And you wonder, like, do you wonder, do you, do, should they just sell off? Should, should they, you know what, this didn't work. This is, I mean, if they were looking for a sign that they should not have done this, they got more than a couple. So they battled. They stayed with it. And then here we are with a restart happening. And then now these commercials come on. And it's, uh, you know, the song Like a Virgin by Madonna. Of course, it's fitting because it's the whole virgin thing, you know, like a virgin, virgin cruise lines. Yes, that is not lost on any of us. But uh, what they do is isolate the vocals, acapella. It's not Madonna. It's some new, like, techno-y kind of singer with a more modern kind of feel. And then it's just, they show like a ele- um, like an elevated shot of a Virgin Voyages cruise ship, the Scarlet Lady. And then you just hear, like, it's almost like slowed down, stripped down to just the lady's voice. And you hear, I made it through the wilderness. I can't sing. I'm sorry. I made it through. The... And then it's just like a slow motion shot. And you're like, man, that is fitting. So like like a virgin, yeah. And then the happy part of the song comes on, but that first part where they showing the ship and they're showing people on board and you hear, I made it through the wilderness, that's um that's some resilience right there. And I don't know if there's a connection to certain people who do well in business and certain people who absolutely kick ass and who will not be denied. And a lot of times it it, it is, you know, a lot of these companies, these big companies Tesla, Elon Musk, SpaceX, Elon Musk. You got, you know, what else? You obviously Steve jo- Steve Jobs with Apple. You know, uh, Jeff Bezos with Amazon. A lot of times these big, uber successful, uh, I mean, incredible companies. Yeah, Virgin Records, Richard Branson, Virgin Everything, Richard Branson. A lot of times they do have a face, a person, somebody, you know, uh, Bill Gates, you know. It's it's the company, and of course, it's a huge team behind the whole company, but a lot of times, the ones who won't be denied are represented represent, represented by a certain figure, a certain face, a certain person who kind of embodies that spirit of that company, and you have to wonder if it was some just faceless or nameless startup company that tried to decide, you know, maybe they were had all the finances in the world. And maybe they were, who would have had the stomach to go through what Richard Branson and Virgin Voyages went through? You know, I don't know. I don't know what happens. This industry, guys, don't get it twisted whatsoever. This industry, there are way more question marks than there are answers. Carnival, still scrapping ships. Yeah, I watched Doug's news, uh, Doug Parker's news update the other day. And it said Carnival, from a business standpoint, from a financial standpoint, Looked like it was maybe starting to turn the corner. But again, you know, all throughout cruising history, what would, what would you say if, you know, let's just say there was no pandemic, right? Let's just say that never happened. But what would you say or what would you think if the entire worldwide fleet of cruise ships all of a sudden lost all their business by half? So that's taken out the pandemic. That's taken out the fact that people have not sailed and they've been basically dormant for close to two years. So they had no revenue coming in. Now, that's not entirely true because they were still booking cruises, right? But 
talk about confidence being down, industry confidence being down. They had no sailings going out. So maybe, yeah, there were some bookings happening, but none of the onboard stuff was happening. None of the shore excursion stuff was happening. None of the, uh, the, the other revenue was coming in. And, of course, bookings took a colossal hit. So there was nothing going on for almost two years. Okay, put that in one box. That's one box right there. Now, forget forget that for a second. Make believe that never happened. Now imagine if there was no pandemic, no nothing, but every single cruise ship and cruise line across the board cut their passenger count in half. We would all be just as worried. We would all be saying, wow, all of a sudden there's only these ships are only half full. What happened? How are these cruise lines going to survive? Well, that's the situation we're in right now. Yes, I know we're looking, well, we'll t- is it getting better? We'll talk about that in a second. But, you know, I think as of right now, these cruise lines are just looking at this as like a natural step in the progression to eventually hope to uh, be coming back into, I guess, the black making some money and yeah there are some good things that are happening and the good things that are happening is obviously the fact that cruising has restarted but then obviously the fact that uh, we're hearing that onboard spending is i mean from a percentage standpoint guess by guess it's through the roof and that makes a little bit of sense because a lot of times you know some of these um you know they're they're forced the guests are forced to kind of not you know they, they they're 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 forced to spend their money on things that the cruise lines are offering and that is based on uh, safety that is based on certain protocols and things like that but i don't know so so i am still very very curious to see where the lines end up being you know the, the the map has been redrawn we all know that MSC right now, from a global standpoint, is a larger cruise line than Norwegian. Now, Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings, the parent company, I'm not saying that yet, just like Royal Caribbean Cruise Line is now, again, depending upon what standards you go by, Royal Caribbean is a bigger cruise line than Carnival. So the big three have been affected. They've been infiltrated, infiltrated by MSC. There is a big four, clearly, unless you want to kick NCL out, which you don't want to do. You know, the big three, as you know, it is not the big three anymore. MC, MC, MSC is in there. And then you have Royal Caribbean taking over the number, the largest single cruise line. Again, Carnival Corporation with all its sister brands, still the biggest cruise corporation that's out there. But Carnival Cruise Line, is they don't have as many ships. I don't think they have as many ships if everything was in service. But certainly right now, when you're talking about what's active right now, sailing Royal Caribbean is definitely number one. And by the size of the ships, I mean, if you're going to do passenger count, I don't think there's any debate whatsoever. How could there possibly be any debate? Debate. Thank God for the Mardi Gras, right? If you're Carnival, thank God for the Mardi Gras that came in and uh, changed the game. But when we're talking about what's going on right now... um, this has to scare you a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I like to feel like I keep my ear close to the ground. I like to feel like I am able to, I guess, gauge, you know, whatever whatever you want to call it, the the the, the cruise scope or even just the life scope. I but what I'm trying to tell you is that I had no idea this thing this was going to come. This 
Now, this, this, I don't know if it's Delta or Omicron or whatever it is, but I could tell you around me in New York, this at no point, when you're talking about just cases, I've never seen anything break out like this before. I've never seen where, you know, at my job, at my business, you're getting hourly texts about another one who, who popped positive, uh, friends, um, everybody. Now, the good news, knocking on wood, it does seem that this uh, version of it is resulting in far less hospitalizations. It's also probably due to the fact that a lot of people are vaxxed and, you know, I'm not going to get into that, but you have to assume that the vaccination, while maybe it's not stopping the spread as much as people hope for or think it should, it probably is helping out with the, um, you know, the severity once you do get it. But when you see what's going on on these cruise ships, shout out to Mallory, Mallory, uh, pirate and pier runner, uh, a former guest on the show and a loyal, always be both cruise member, uh, part of the you know one of one of the in people one of the one of the founding found foundational members she's on a cruise right now and a they they turned her away from aruba and curacao so i think aruba curacao and uh grand cayman are you know grand cayman very reluctantly let people uh go back to you know live there she 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 very reluctantly allowed cruise ships back into her ports. And you're talking about, you know, Curacao, seeing these cases on board. Uh, Mallory, you know, she said that I'm not going to get detailed, but key members of the crew, key members of the crew and the staff were were hit with COVID-19. And uh, you're hearing about, uh, you know, the Odyssey of the Seas. 50, 50 cases on board so again i i maintain it all along the reason that this whole restart happened this we we may not even have been in a in, in a restart right now if i think the legal threats are what did it the fact that they were going there was going to be a lawsuit and the cdc and the u.s government in effect would have to answer financially to all of this you know what would you call it um double standards that the cruise industry was being held to and all of the massive, massive loss of economic impact that it had on the cruise industry and, you know, a lot of port communities, particularly the state of Florida, and a lot of money was lost. And once that came into play, the CDC reluctantly said, okay, you know what, you know, let's have the lawyers look this over. It looks like we may be in a little bit of a battle here if if this thing goes to court. So let's start, you know, letting these, uh, you know, cruise companies in the room and let's start having real conversations. But what happens going forward? I'll say because of that, of what I just said, I don't think you'll see another whole shutdown. Again, I didn't see we I didn't think we would see another outbreak like this. I don't even know how to describe life right now. I don't even know how to describe anything. I could tell you right now, like our restaurants and everything uh, around us in Long Island, we're doing everything possible. You know, when it first started and they said, oh, we're putting the mask mandate back into place, we even were like, eh, come on, enough is enough. Especially when our county, Nassau County, the uh, supervisor got on and said, you know, I take office because, you know, he's, he's the county 
official elect, whatever it is. I should know what the actual title of someone who runs a county is. County chairman, whatever it is. I'm making up things right now. Uh, he even said, uh, we're not enforcing this. This is a joke. But then three, four days later, a week later, uh, these cases started to explode. And we jumped right into action as an organization, as a restaurant group. And we put the masks back into play. You know, we put the protocols back into play. We are distancing more. We the sanitizers are being pushed a lot, a lot hotter, hotter and heavier. And um, we're doing the things you know that people want us to do. So I'm thinking that's happening across the board. I went out to dinner last night to an Italian restaurant, very popular Italian restaurant, and uh, there nothing. Nobody had a glove, a hat, a mask, nothing. It was literally like defiant almost. What are we going to do? We sat. We stayed. We ate. We enjoyed it. It was great. But nobody, no waiters. They had a DJ. So the music was loud. So everybody had to scream over each other. And nobody even gave it a second thought. You know? I don't know. I don't know if, you know, of course, I know hundreds of you are listening right now and shaking your head about how irresponsible that is. You know, I was at six of my friends. We do this yearly dinner. It's funny. We get together as a, as a group, and, you know, these guys don't listen to this podcast. I, and I don't think all of them even know I have this podcast. Some of them did. Most of them do. But, you know, we, we when I tell you this is a group of friends that I've had since, and I'm not exaggerating, and I'm t- anybody could say grade school. I'm not even saying sixth, sixth, seventh grade. I'm talking about first, second grade. We go back. I mean, go back, back. And uh, we've had, oh, man, we've always been very, very close. And we've always had, through the years, we've had, I mean, sometimes vacations, you know, nights out, this and that. And obviously, we were this group, our group, if there's seven days in a week during certain times, like the couple of, I guess, the first couple of years out of high school through college, a couple of years after college, you know, varying degrees, we'd be out together four to six nights a week. I mean, just out enjoying ourselves and kind of doing the things and having fun. But it was funny because, you know, we all played sports together. We all chased uh, the fairer sex together. We all, you know, we go out to nightclubs. You try to meet girls, have fun, whatever. It's just funny. We're sitting at a table and it was just, I had a moment. I had a moment where we were sitting there and... You know, that type of, you want to call it bro culture. We just, we, we, we're, we were bros. That's what it is. And we just, you know, we would always be very competitive. We would beat the shit out of each other too. We'd be like, you know, watching TV, watching a football game. And then it'd be like an argument would break out about a bet. And of course it would be a, you know, borderline play fight. But we'd be throwing each other into walls off of disagreements. And then we'd be sitting back down eating pizza again. And then another fight would break. Weird, weird. Yeah, I know. But the competitiveness would just be off the charts and you know it translated and there was a moment last night where this same group of guys we were sitting around if we were sitting around you know 25 years ago we're fighting over did you see that girl you had oh she was gross she was hot you know be fighting over this or if it was sports did you see that touchdown i had yeah you know what yeah but mine from last week was better just fighting over just guy stuff and just whatever anything and everything how you know how much you bench yeah you, i benched 250 last week no i benched 350 you know just fighting over anything and in the same exact vein we're sitting there and my friend mike goes over to my friend john's like yeah you put the lights up this year yeah my lights are up what's going on yeah he's got uh yeah well i got 
you know, I go, I go on the roof, I put the reindeer, and then John goes, reindeer, your reindeer, bro, you gotta see my reindeer I put on the roof. They they start fighting over who's got the bigger reindeer on the roof, and these these things have been gone to girls and touchdowns to like who who has the bigger reindeer on top of the house for the kids and everything, and you know, it's just funny. Hey everybody, weird little transition here. Sorry about that. I know this is like uh, I don't even know what I left off on, but uh, this is a couple of days later or a day or two later. So, like you said, that a couple of days is like a day or two. What do you, you got to correct yourself with something that's the same thing as you said the first time? Anyway, we have um. So I was expecting to kind of get into another little uh, segment here, uh, emails as well as maybe another news segment. There is a lot going on, you know, cases. Yeah, I get it. It sucks. It really does suck, and it's going to be crucial to see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Uh, is there going to be another shutdown? We don't know. But long story short, I, I, I don't want to think like that. I don't want to put that out there per se. But when you read the tea leaves, as they say, you have to wonder, you know, how many 50, 60, 80, 100 case out, uh, uh, outbreaks? Listen, I don't know what you want to consider an outbreak. Is there a number? I don't know. Uh, I would consider, you know, pushing 50, upwards of 50 sort of an outbreak. And yeah, uh I, I, I guess we have to eventually look into what we're going to do. Do we make any changes? I don't I don't see a full shutdown happening unless it gets way worse because of the fact if we can maintain the way it is right now a little bit, I think we'll be able to power through it because I think you just have the legality on the line here. The minute you decide to shut down the cruise industry in any way, shape, or form, you are impacting thousands and thousands of jobs and lives and you know again like i said it was thrown out there the possibility of legal action being taken against that so that is going to have to be very carefully considered before any shutdown happens anyway i never got to really go back to what i wanted to do which in in this particular episode which was give you guys another segment and the emails things got really really crazy with work uh it's nuts in the restaurant game right now. Like people are dropping, I say dropping like flies. They, the cases are running rampant through our establishments and things like that. And it's not good. It's happening industry wide. It's happening all all around New York. I'm noticing New York and Florida are starting to really, really shoot up significantly. And uh, I'm hoping that this is just a. I'm hoping that these are just this is just a case thing. And it doesn't end up being so much hospitalizations and deaths. And then also, I'm hoping that is just a, uh, you know, a little wave. I don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows. That's the one thing I'll tell you. The person who tells, I don't care who you are. I don't care who they are out there. The person that tells you they do know is uh, they're being either delusional or less than truthful with you. I do have a couple of emails I want to read. Can't do them today. Got to get back to work. We are literally short-staffed. We got 130 reservations uh, in this place, which is crazy con- considering the situation right now. Um, and But we don't really have much of a staff. We'll battle through it. We'll make it happen. But uh, for that reason, I do have to go. I have to run around. And I wanted to get this episode off, even though it's not a complete episode. Uh, one thing that I always try to do better at that I I struggle with and I have to... I have to um, I have to get better at, and I'm going to force myself to get better at. Maybe it's one of my resolutions. I'm not one of those resolution haters either. 
You know those people? I'm going to be the same as I think I did that rant last year, but you know, you know those people that say res- resolutions are for losers, you know? No, you know what? You're inspired. New year. Get on the horse. Do your thing. Why not? Different strokes for different folks. Anyway, the lesson that I struggle with that I want to keep reminding myself is don't let what you can't do get in the way of what you can do. And what I can do is release this 33-minute episode to you guys before Christmas. I really, really appreciate everything. Uh, We're coming up on another year here, uh, but... You guys are really, really, really... Anytime I try to bust my ass to get one of these things on, uh, to put one of these episodes up, it's because I know there's you guys out there that have supported me so much, and the desire to not let you down is very, very, very... It weighs very, very heavy on everything that I do, so I'm trying. I'm trying. I think we are getting better. I think we've proved that we are better. And I think, like I said in the top of the show, the shows will get better. And uh, this is going to be a good product. And yes, call me crazy, but I'm excited for 2022. Boat Drinks Cones, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Love you guys. Once again, Boat Drinks. It was Christmas Eve, babe, in the drunk tank, an old man said to me, won't see another one And then he sang a song The rare old mountain dew I turned my face away And dreamed about you God, I'm the lucky one Came in late to one I've got a feeling This year's for me and you So happy Christmas I love you baby I can see a better time When all our dreams come true You promised me Broadway was waiting for me You were handsome You were pretty queen of New York City When, when the band finished playing They held out for more Sinatra was swinging All the drums they were singing We kissed on the corner Then danced through the night The boys of the NYPD choir Were singing Go away play And the bells were ringing out For Christmas Day
could have been someone Well, so could anyone You took my dreams from me When I first found you I kept them with me, babe I put them with my own Can't make it all alone I built my dreams around you And the bells are ringing out for Christmas Day